Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Oh, wow. I just cracked my voice and I'm not even the one that's like been partying. Uh, I'm jealous. You're rested. I'm, I'm broken. Actually, yeah, I'm very rested. You're broken. I'm so broken. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're back for another episode, except right now, Mars is reporting live from Greece. And I'm, I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm reporting live from the wedding of the century. <laughs> My cousin Literally. Anastasia's wedding. Um, and I mean... I can't even I can't even put into words how crazy it was, but like it went until eight a.m. I think that says more than enough. Did you make um, it to eight? I left at six thirty. Wow! I know. I like saw people the next morning who were like, um, "You left." I was early. like, "Oh my god, what time did you leave?" And they were like seven thirty, like eight, and I was like, "You're crazy." They're like, "When did you leave?" I'm like six thirty. They're like, "All right, bro, it's an hour before we left." Relax. Yeah. Literally, as if you like went home with like your parents or something. Yeah. No, and I honestly could have lasted until eight, but like Nico wanted to go home and like some other people from our hotel. And Blame I was, like, it on him. I guess, <laughs> I guess I should just call it. Like it's probably the smart idea. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that extra hour really, you know, helped everything. Really got yeah. me. <laughs> As you can hear it in my voice. Like at the wedding, I was like trying to speak to people and I was like, I'm so sorry. But like, I can't speak to you right now because <laughs> I'm trying to save whatever I have left. No, it looks actually insane. I've been getting, I was just saying to Mars, I feel like I've been watching on Instagram, like a concert on repeat. My mom literally turned to me the other day and was like, are you still watching the wedding? I was like, no mom, there's so many. It's my whole Instagram. It's my entire no, Instagram. Literally. And then I'm getting, someone sent a story and was like, is this Mariana's cousin's wedding? I was like, sure is. Somebody. Oh no, DM- she's going out. Oh no. Wait, Am I back? Wait, repeat. <laughs> okay. Somebody DM'd Carly and was like, is it just like, congratulations to your cousin Anastasia, yeah. like also had a concert, like the same weekend of her wedding and the same night of her wedding? Or was this like planned? Carly like, no, no. I hope you all got that. But wait, if you didn't. Did I freeze. Yeah, but if you didn't, I'll summarize. Basically, what she said was the Chainsmokers and Afrojack were both at this wedding. Like, they're to perform, but also they're as friends. And Carly was getting DMs, like, was this planned or was this, like, just they were having a concert? Because the wedding, full-blown, like, the after party looked like a concert. And it was not a coincidence. Like, I can't have a wedding after this. Like, I'm going to elope. Yeah, like my all my all my aunts and uncles were like, you should just elope at this point because like no one can top this wedding. Literally no one can top it. It was amazing. It was really so much fun. And it was like the perfect wedding for them. Like, I feel like it was both. They looked so happy. So if if you guys are listening, congrats, Stas and GB. I wish I could do it all over again. It was so fun. Wow. It was amazing. But um, today's podcast episode, yeah, um, we interviewed Sydney Sadik, 
who is an American on-air fashion and entertainment commentator. She has been on shows including Hoda and Jenny, E! News, NBC New York Live, Good Day New York, Good Day LA, ABC Good Morning, and Fox's Top 30, and so many more, honestly. Yeah, she's a girl boss she, to sum it up. She doesn't do just yeah. one thing. She does about 1,000. Literally. She gave it, we, it we all tried to, to cover, us during the Yeah, podcast. we tried to cover everything in our interview. Um, but she's probably most known right now for being editor-in-chief and publisher of Spotlight Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And it's a millennial print. You can find it and pick it up anywhere in the Hamptons. Um, it's really, really awesome. She's genuinely such a girl boss and really cool. So I think everybody's going to enjoy this episode. We enjoyed creating it. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear about how many different hats that she wears it's insane Um, I don't know like when she finds time to sleep yeah no literally and we re we do all of the five apps with her at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that thank god we did them with her because like we didn't time it out this was while I was here and I don't even think I have the voice to go through the five apps so or the connection, because that was, I don't even know all of what you said, but I think I know what you were trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm literally in middle of nowhere photos, like middle of nowhere. Are you staying at the hotel that we stayed at? No. I mean, look at my light bulb. No. <laughs> yeah, we're really roughing it out here. We'll do like a, re- a full recap of the past five days that I've been living this fucking dream. Literally. <laughs> yeah, send in some questions that you have for Mars. I'm happy to answer. All right, well, everybody stay tuned for Sydney, the five Fs at the end. And Mars, I miss you. I miss you too. So Sydney, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first, how old you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Sure. So I'm 28 years old. I'm born and raised in New York City, but I've been going to the Hamptons my entire life. So I kind of consider myself a native of both places. And I do not just one thing. I'm the editor-in-chief and founder of Spotlight Magazine, which is the first millennial targeted publication out in the Hamptons. And I'm also an on-air fashion and entertainment expert, regularly contributing to different uh, morning shows and news programs across the country. Makes a lot of sense. You look fabulous. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. exactly. I am going to a movie premiere. I'm not normally this glammed up at like <laughs> five o'clock in the afternoon, to be clear, even though I love getting dressed. <laughs> so do we. Us too. So as you said, you grew up in the city. Um, how would you say that has shaped you into the person that you are today? And I guess, what do you see as unique to somebody who grew up in New York City? I think you're just given a lot of access at a very young age, just being around such a vibrant place, like especially someone, you know, who wanted to be in fashion from a very young age, which I always knew I wanted to be in, just I didn't know how and in what way. Like, how amazing is it that you can walk down the street and be around some of the most incredible fashion designers, stores and restaurants, and like, you're just around this type of world that is so unique. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it's the kind of thing where like, if you don't grow up with grounded parents, you know, in New York City, you could kind of end up really crazy and just, <laughs> you know, very carried away. We always say that. Yeah. I, I, I always tell my parents, I'm like, you're so lucky because I could have gone so crazy. the other way. I could have gone sideways. 
I say all the time, I'm like, I truly, like, I never went out late. Like, I never drank. Like, I was truly, like, just this nerd who loved being in New York. And um, I was a late bloomer in so many ways, which is so rare in comparison to all my friends. But I really think that, like, just being around such motivated people from such a young age really enabled me to want to start a career very young. And that's what I did. How did you get your start? So I took a summer program at Harvard University my junior year of high school because I'd never gone to sleepaway camp and my mom was like you're never going to get into college because these colleges have never you know seen on your resume that like you've had experience you know being anywhere else but with us and I was just very much a homebody I was very attached to my family and I just didn't like this idea of being away for an extended period of time but I was like okay like if this means that there could be a better opportunity for me to get into a good school let's do it and so my mom came up with the idea of going to the Harvard program and I truly just looked at all these classes and she was like you've got to pick you know which one stands out to you and there were two journalism courses that just really sounded interesting to me and I never had writing experience or digital media anything I was a high school student and I went and the first assignment in one of these classes was to create a blog and you had to you know, decide what topic you were gonna write about and come up with a name, a logo, like really do it. Yeah. And so I came up with this blog called Style Solutions and that led me to really end up becoming a journalism major in college at GW, to becoming an editor at the Daily Front Road and now doing what I am today. But it really started with that blog back in 2010. Wow, wow. that's so, so interesting. So it just like opened your eyes and like fed your, I guess, like passion for it. It did. And it also gave me a platform to be able to be my own brand and interviewer. Right. Like once I got back, I was a senior in school still. I was still in my little, you know, schoolgirl uniforms that we had to wear every day. And I was kind of miserable. And I kept going through all these newspapers and seeing that lots of celebrities were actually going to be around New York in public places that you could go meet them. And so instead of just going and, you know, being like, hi, can I get your autograph? I was like, can you answer a couple of interview questions for me? And I would turn those questions into articles on my site. And that would, you know, lead me to get some experience in covering these big names. Wow. That so is you so continued cool. it after the program. I did for years throughout college until I graduated, which is when I became associate editor at the Daily Front Row, which is also where I got my first internship during my senior year of high school and freelanced for them throughout school. So I was kind of doing both for yeah. a while. Where did you go to college? I went to the George Washington University School of Media and Public Affairs in Washington, D.C., Nice. Very cool. That's we so know cool. exactly what kind of program you're talking about. We did because, one. Yeah. And like similar there. to you. At Georgetown. Yeah. That's so funny. And same thing. We were like, we need something on our resume. Yeah. Our moms were like, you guys got to do something. And we were like, okay, let's go together. And it was like an entrepreneurship yeah. program. I mean, we definitely didn't walk away with something like your blog. <laughs> no, but we had fun. Um, yeah. So growing up, who was your fashion inspo? Whether it was like a person a celebrity or like a designer yeah I grew up with a very like fashionable set of women my mom to this day we won't uh, reveal her age but she has never owned a pair of flats in my entire life of knowing her wow um yeah doesn't even wear I love that I love yeah so that sort of you know uh, exposure my grandmother had you know a crazy wardrobe she was uh, a big you know lover of Chanel and Escada at the time and all these brands and really just had such an assortment of clothes and accessories that, you know, was very like interesting to me. And I just always found myself wanting to go in everyone's closets and wearing all of their stuff. And, you know, I think also, again, just being in New York, like I think everyone kind of has their own, you know, sort of personal style, even for women who don't consider themselves to be fashionable. I do think there's like a greater sense of style just being around 
You're just exposed to it on the street every day, whether you notice it or not, like it's there. Yeah. I always say too, what's so cool about New York is like, because I have like cousins who moved down to Miami, like especially during the pandemic. I know people who live in Vegas and whatever, and everyone there dresses a very specific way when they go out. We're in New York, like you can go out in a pair of sneakers and a t-shirt and jeans and no makeup and have your hair in a bun and look so chic or like be decked to the nines. Like yeah. you really can dress however you want. And I feel like that's what's so unique to New York. You're not, yeah, you're not going to stay, like, you're not going to stand out. Like, in Vegas, like, you have to wear, I feel like you have to wear heels to, like, right. a club. Like, you're not going to walk in in sneakers Ugh. and, like, a bun. Yeah, you're right. That is so like, unique to New York. You can wear everything. Like, I feel every like fashion sense too. is fashionable. Like, every style and, is fashionable in New York. It's so and, true. And no one cares. No one cares. Right. is wearing, yeah. Because everyone's worried about themselves. Yeah. <laughs> true. Um, what a place. Right. <laughs> So no one gives a shit about you. Literally. Yeah. Everyone has enough going on. Um, so you started a set called Lunchtime with Sydney, um, which was really the first Instagram live talk show during the pandemic. How did you come up with this concept? And like, what was it like starting a new business venture in the middle of the pandemic? Yeah, I have always been someone who creates. Like, I feel like everyone in this world has a different purpose. And I think mine has always been to create and to execute. And right before the world shut down, I was supposed to move to L.A. I was supposed to, uh, you know, go for an on-air job. And everything got taken away from me. And so I truly remember, like, going out to the Hamptons for the first day of when all the news broke. And my mom's like, we're getting out of the city. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? I have this weird feeling that I'm not going to be allowed in a television studio for a really long time. Like, what does that look like for my day-to-day? Because at that point, I was on TV, like, four times a week across the wow. So it really shifted things for you. Big time. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm only known as the fashion expert here. Like I want to be really known as an interviewer. And so if I'm not going to be able to do that professionally with a network right now, let me start my own. And that's where this idea of making people feel less alone during lunchtime, bringing on different names in entertainment, fashion and food and all these other categories that they would come on and join me, you know, we would have our own show. And that's what I did. And I did it for two years. Two wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so fun. Good for you. It was fun, but it was also like, it's a lot. Like when you're truly the person who's the talent, the booker, the promoter, you know, creating everything, like it was really a production. And, um, you know, that led to the Today Show picking up a weekly version of that for also around a year and a half on Tomorrow by Today, which there was, which was their millennial platform. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was really interesting to, you know, be truly like, creating on Instagram live, which now really isn't popular anymore, but it filled a big void at a time. Yeah, for sure. Good original content. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it was like the thing during. So yeah, I mean, all my workouts like I did on Instagram live, like now going to spotlight. um, So you're the editor in chief and publisher. What has this experience been like for you? You said you grew up going to the Hamptons. Um, How have you seen the scene like the nightlife and the social scene in the Hampton shift. Cause like we always talk about that. It's changed so much and like, we're so still so young. I'm sure yeah. it's going to change even more. Um, yeah. So how have you seen the culture shift and what has like your experience been like, since I'm sure you're spending a lot more time out there too. Yeah. I mean, I spent two full years out there during the height of COVID. I've gone nearly every weekend for my entire life. You know, there was a certain vibe when I was growing out. It was Diddy's white party. It was the time of like Lizzie Grubman, the, you know, 
famous publicist having events. It was, you know, going to Madame Tong's, which is now Southampton Social yes. Club. Like, <laughs> there was a certain, like, you know, exclusivity that I felt in the Hamptons when I was growing up. Yeah. And now, I think through shows like Summer House and now Serving the Hamptons, mm-hmm. like, I've become a lot more accessible. Um to people even beyond, you know, New York. Like, it's also become a tourist destination. Yes. And so, you know, I feel like during COVID, it was getting a lot of attention because obviously people weren't traveling internationally and people wanted an escape. So, you know, the scene has changed. It's also, in a sense, like, I'm noticing, honestly, this summer in comparison to last summer, you know, it's a little bit of a different group. Like, you have the really young millennial who's going to Montauk and then the really older you know person like my parents generation not to call them super old but you know what I mean yeah I think it's just because where we are with inflation and different things right now in the world um but there's just so much more to do so many more awesome places to go and to just celebrate summer and being out there but for me you know I was a contributing editor for at Hamptons Magazine for a long time I was an editor for the Daily Summer for years and so I've always been a part of Hamptons media and the one thing that I love about the Hamptons so much is that it's a place and a market that really enables print to stay alive it's such a yeah all the time like that's so true it's a really good point it's not in the Hamptons and like that's what I think is super exciting is there's room for a little bit of that old school vibe Audi still yeah like you'll still pick up the magazine outside of like the village tea shop in Southampton or like whatever it is like they the stores still have them like my mom and I still always pick them up yeah it's funny something that I've noticed and my mom always said about the Hamptons too or more recently that she noticed was and I guess you're right it's because of the reality shows yeah I feel like even with Airbnb and like rental like houses and being able to stay out there has also just become a lot more accessible to people who don't have a permanent home there it was either like you rented a house for the entire summer or you had a house out there but it wasn't really like people you could just rent for a weekend here and there whatnot so and Airbnb definitely changed the game yeah but I always say it's so interesting like because yes the social scene has changed so much but then I think it's cool that the print aspect of the Hamptons like it you want to see away. where the latest like events are the socialites are and whatever like you pick up Hamptons magazine or you pick up spotlight magazine like yeah or there's Dan's always paper that yeah around. there's like it does have that still exclusivity I guess to it yeah and I think people you know they like that sense of tradition mm-hmm. and that is one thing that remains constant or at least we all hope um you know so it, it's interesting to see like how much people still love to pick up something that's physical and like I know when I'm on the beach it's like if I want to read something on an iPad you really can't do that not even no. your iPhone the sun's glaring you know so it just kind of fills this uh sort of you know media kind of problem on the beach big problems I know not being able to see <laughs> on your phone but right. <laughs> yeah the glare from the sun yeah um so shifting a little bit now to your book you're very accomplished you wear many hats so we're trying to cover it all here Um, But your book, Aim High, How to Style Your Life and Achieve Your Goals, what inspired you to, like, get going with the book? Um, What was that process like? Yeah. 
Um, for me, I was obviously, you know, going on all these television shows and segments last at most four to five minutes. And mm-hmm. so I was getting so many questions from so many women and men of all different ages who wanted to know more than beyond what I could share on a quick segment. So what better place to do that than with a book, right? Endless pages to be able to get out all this information. And I just wanted something that was also a story. It's full of advice, but it's also a story about someone being me who's on the journey. I feel like we only read books and see books of people who have done everything they've wanted and made it. And the book is like their last thing that they do. Right. But for me, I wanted to say that it's okay to come out with a book when you're on the journey and for women and men to relate to that building period of your life. And that's totally. what I think Aim High really does is make people, you know, aspire to reach higher, to do more, to grow better. I mean, my magazine wasn't even in, you know, my brain at the point of writing the book. And so, um, it's just, it's a place to also really help women and men discover their personal styles and how to bring out your confidence from within because style, you know, can seem so materialistic to so many people, but in the end, it's more than that. Like it's a form of human expression. It's the first thing that we all notice when we see each other, whether we realize that or not. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like fashion and style is like truly an art. Like, yeah, definitely. It really is. As we just summarized, you obviously <laughs> wear a lot of hats. You are a very busy woman. What does a day in your life look like? Is every day very different? And how do you find time to like wind down or have time for yourself? Because your yeah. industry and the field that you're in, like you're always probably interacting with people at yeah, social events and whatnot. Yeah. It is. Every day is definitely different. I, you know, really try to carve out time each day to be in my apartment, to be with my big, you know, Mac computer. Obviously, being an editor-in-chief and a publisher, I'm managing sales, but I'm also writing this book and editing it. Um, and four issues throughout the summer. So there's a lot of computer time. Obviously, being out and about is a big part of my brand. Um, you know, to go to a movie premiere, I was just at like four events on Saturday in the Hamptons. We go out east, you know, on Friday for the weekend. Like, it's a lot. But I think it's just really been narrowing, like, who I really let into my life. And mm-hmm. I used to stretch myself so thin of being able to, like, go out on a million lunches and dinners. And I think when you are so busy and you have your own business, you realize, like, who do I really want to be around? What do I really want to spend my time doing? I now have an amazing boyfriend who like really keeps me grounded. Like I definitely, you know, I have so much in my brain and always moving around, but I have someone who really like keeps me grounded at the end of the day, which is really nice. And I've never had that before. So I think it's just about like time management and just making sure that you have good people around you. Yeah. Like when you do have the free second to go to dinner, like, okay, who do I actually want to spend the time with? And my list is really Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting, like, working in an industry where, like, your social life and yeah. your work life are so intertwined. Like Very blended. Yeah. yeah. What do you do when your social battery runs out? Oh, God. I don't know if it ever really does. Like, you know, I think I really just understanding my brain like this is a part of my job job. I really can't let it burn out I mean there are some you know days maybe once every two weeks where I'm like okay I'm not putting on makeup today no hair extensions nothing like I'm just gonna literally be in my sweatpants and do all my work and no one's going to see me and I'll take like one day off Instagram so I try to do that a little bit but I mean it's hard. I'm, I'm talking all day long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Would I you? guess if, if your social battery is not dying, then you're definitely in the right 
industry. Yeah. yeah. That's they call me the energizer bunny and my friends and family. So right. So there accurate. you go. So you'd consider yourself an extrovert? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I could see myself as I'm getting older, like maybe becoming a little bit more introverted. But I also just think that's like the natural progression of being out for many years. Right. (laughs) Totally. Before we get into some rapid fire, what would you say your proudest moment is? And what are you most looking forward to in the next year or two? I think my proudest moment has been honestly launching Spotlight because it's really enabled me to combine all of the things that I do in one place, like being able to now go on NBC each month and, you know, promoting my magazine, like that combines this, you know, TV work and um, my brands are now having all these incredible companies who I've worked with for many years in different capacities, many of them now advertising in my magazine, like all of these different pieces have all come together. Um, And I really just like that I'm able to help keep print alive like not just in the Hamptons but printers my printers you know outside of New York I fly there you know when we print like we're keeping jobs going definitely Um, interesting yeah and looking you know ahead I'm excited to really expand spotlight beyond just the Hamptons we're taking it down uh, to South Florida I really want to make spotlight a destination read not just out east but in different markets around the country so that's really what's my next goal wow that's so awesome. exciting i love the idea yeah. of like a millennial like print because right like people assume newspapers and even magazines are for older people and people in their 20s and millennials are so used to using technology for yeah. reading and whatnot that i think it's so cool to like really keep that alive I agree have you ever seen the show younger everyone asked me that (laughs) I've not you know it's so funny like I there are you know out of like the the winter months when all the award seasons going on like I have to watch so many movies and so many shows that when it's not that time of year I don't watch TV anymore but I should watch it is that the thing you should (laughs) totally watch it you would love it yeah Wow. Yeah. Um, one young girl on the show, Hillary Duff, is like one of the stars of it. She starts a millennial print. I've it's about it. you. Yeah. yeah, sounds like it, honestly. <laughs> My goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so going yeah. into some rapid fire questions. Um, okay. Hamptons or the city? Both. Yeah. Okay. Top high end fashion brand and then top affordable fashion brand. Ooh. Uh, top non-affordable brand Prada affordable Zara okay good ones your favorite fashion store or boutique in the city and then in the Hamptons Mm. my favorite boutique in the city it's so funny like I it's it's not a rapid fire dance sorry I should be better at this uh (laughs) let's just say let's just say Intermix in the city um in the Hamptons blue one Okay. Good one. Um, your go-to cocktail order when you're out at all of these events? Avril Spritz. Okay. And then last one, your favorite coffee shop in the city and in the Hamptons? Okay. That's a good question. Um, in the Hamptons, I really love Wishbone in Southampton. The best scones. Espresso chocolate chip scones. Like, all I the rage. the first time I, I ever go. tried them was with you. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. Oh, they're so good. And then in the city... Oh, I go to so many. Probably Santa Rose or Via Quadrano. So good. Classic. And like so consistent. Yeah. They never Every miss. Five yeah. <laughs> so going off of that, actually, we love to wrap up 
um, our episodes with guests that are native New Yorkers with our 5F. So we can kind of segue from the coffee shops, I guess, into food. Any favorites in the city or the Hamptons or like new spots that you've tried that are a must go to? I've got to say Sag Pizza in Sag Harbor has the most incredible soft serve chocolate vanilla swirl with cherries on it. No way. Best dessert I've had in so, so long. Um, In the city, what is something that I've enjoyed lately? I'm sort of uninspired by NYC food at the moment. I did go to Bar Pity last night, which people are going to be like, how the hell has this girl never been? I've never been because whenever I have free time, it's so busy and there's always a line. Super heavy, but delicious. Like, I would eat it all over again. Did not feel so hot this morning after that bowl of pasta, <laughs> but it was good. So. It's tough on a summer day, but, like, very worth it. Yeah, so no, I definitely no wonder. Ice cream. I have to try that. Yeah. I love their pizza. Like, I've never I had their such dessert. Such a good spot, but I have to try the dessert. This was truly, like, the best. My boyfriend even was like, this is really good. I oh mean, my it was God. Yeah. Okay. And then it's any like, wellness or yeah. fitness trend my spot? You know, my thing is working out with my trainer, Euphrey, it's Revival Fit on Instagram. And, like, it's all about strength training. Awesome. And um, I really think strength training is, like, it doesn't get a lot of love and attention. Every girl, I feel like, feels like they have to just do lots of cardio. I mean, I've lost, you know, some, I've lost some pounds doing strength <laughs> training. So that's what every, if that's what someone's mission is, I recommend that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I feel I love- like I didn't. I never used to lift weights, and then I started during the pandemic, like, doing live workouts, and all of them were strength training. Totally. Yeah, and I feel like it changed, like, my upper body, like, changed my body totally. And tennis. Tennis has also changed my body. Tennis is also fun. It's so fun. Okay, a fashion trend that you're seeing a lot this summer, I guess we could say. Yeah. Um, what am I seeing a lot of right now is I just did a fashion segment yesterday. I'm just really enjoying like all this sort of fashionable swimwear that you could also wear as bodysuits and like double yes. up, you know, at night. Like I'm really into that right now. Yeah, I agree. Everyone's like beach looks this summer have yeah. been s- on point. Oh my God. So on point. I'm like, I need to upgrade everything because like, yeah. it's not just like, oh, cover up in a bathing suit. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's a whole look. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and I honestly, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Any fads that you've noticed? Fashion-wise? It could be fashion-wise or, just... or in general, anything. Any fads? I don't think so, because I'll probably think of one once we hang up this of call. Of course. Yeah. We okay, were... I have one. That's okay. Versaciaga or something. The Versace, like, um, or Fendi. Who, there was a recent collaboration. Fendiaga? Is that what it was? It was Fendiaga. It was Fendi. And Balenciaga? And... Oh. Oh, was it the Gucci Balenciaga? Not the Gucci Balenciaga. It was something with Versace. And I keep seeing the ads. I think it was Fendi and Versace. Yeah, Fendachi. That's what it is. Fendachi. That's the fad. Okay. I'm not about it. These brands need to keep to themselves. I agree. (laughs) I saw, like, I was at the the Palm Tree Music Festival or whatever this past weekend. Yeah. And I kept seeing the Gucci Balenciaga bags, and I was like, yeah, those I don't like this. Like, yeah, I. I do have a Gucci Balenciaga pair of shoes, which I kind of just got more as like an investment and collector's item. But I do think that these brands can like limit the the crossover. Yeah, just like do your own thing. And you think yeah. the what is it, Fenciaga? Fendachi. Fendachi. You think Fendachi is a fad and is like not here to stay? 
I do not. Okay. That's so Fendachi. That's so I funny. sadly don't think people care enough about Versace, who's not like Gigi Hadid and Cher, like people who have existing right kind like of vintage Versace pieces and stuff. Yeah. 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 Or relationships. Or brand. I love Versace. It's just not like, you know, a hundred percent. I agree. Okay. And then lastly, your favorite like spot to have fun at in the city. I honestly just love like walking around central park or the Highland. Like I know that sounds very low key, but that's sort of my idea of fun. Um, and then, you know, the Hamptons, where do I, I, I don't like go out out to be honest with you i'm never at surf lodge um i am not that much of a montauk girl i kind of enjoy like late night dinners at pierre's or the american hotel like i'm more of a dinner that goes on and on versus like let's pregame at the dinner and then go out so i'm like we are recently we're growing (laughs) up we've recently switched more so enjoying like a pierre's night I love yes. like long di- this like I Friday night dinner. I went to Bilbo in SAG and yeah. we were literally there until like one o'clock like I know I, I don't know I've become such like an old soul but I, I never was like that even in my early 20s like I never felt this urge to just go out in the Hamptons for me it's always been relaxing like right. family time cooking and yeah barbecue uh, egg or whatever yeah I've, yeah I've always been super chill in that yeah. way awesome yeah. well where can all of yes. our listeners find you your book the magazine, everything. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at Sydney Sadik. You can check Spotlight out at spotlight.hamptons on Instagram. Uh, the magazines are all over town um, between West Hampton and Montauk. So you can go pick up your copy there or check it out online. And then Aim High is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all the places that you get books. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you. Maybe we'll run into you out east. Please don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe. See you next week. Do you know?